Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, sir. You're an idiot. You need help. Okay. You need Thank to go you. to the hospital. You, Call you're going to give me some help. You're going to help me by telling me I need help. Won't you, won't you give me the line where I'm, I'm helped at then? Direct me up on the path. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 220-something of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Rottenness with Napalm Meth. That's off of their upcoming album, Violent Topia, which is going to see released this Friday, May 20th, through Self-Made God Records. Grindcore, slam, death metal, whatever you want to call it. It's very cool, very dirty sounding. Uh, they're based out of Mexico, and uh, they seem like a very cool band. I can't wait to get into the rest of this uh, album. I've only listened to this this single, so uh, which, by the way, you can go over to Lamgoat and check out the music video for it. They premiered that uh, late last week or early this week, whichever it was. Uh, anyway, go check them out. Be on the lookout for that release. Again, May 20th, Violent Topia from Rottenness. All right, so what's happening on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast? Well, I got an interview with Chris of Body Snatcher. They are based out of Florida. They are proudly called a deathcore band, and they are currently out on tour with Dying Fetus, Chelsea Grin, Undeath, and I think Frozen Soul. Uh, but Chris and I had a conversation just before that tour kicked off, and I'm finally bringing it to you right now. So hey, let's do the quick 30-second intro of Hot Zone's Getting It Out Podcast theme song and get right into things. 
chicken. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Hello, my good people. How are you on this wonderful week? It is nice and warm and summer is officially on the way. Uh, I can tell you that because every day I see bumblebees on my way to work, but I specifically see one bumblebee. There's one bumblebee that hangs out by the same mailbox every day as I walk to and fro my day job. I see this bumblebee and I don't know if it's the same bumblebee. How long? But it's but there's only one single bumblebee just kind of like hovering in there. Maybe there's a string, and it's actually just somebody hanging a fake bumblebee out there, and they're really tricking me. But uh, I think it's a real one. It's there every day. Hey Alexa, what's the life cycle of a bumblebee? Here's something I found on the web. According to SussexWildlifeTrust.org.uk, bumblebees have an annual life cycle with new nests being started each spring by queens. What the fuck does that mean? Does that mean they live? How? Hey, hey, Alexa, how long does a bumblebee live? She didn't answer. Hey, Alexa, how long does a bumblebee live? I know the lifespan of many different bumblebee species. Bombus pennsylvanicus on average can live for one year. Holy shit. It is the same bumblebee. I didn't think a bumblebee could live for a year. I didn't think any bugs could live for a year. That's insane. What did she say? Bumbus Pennsylvanicus? I can't believe that. This is live information I'm getting right here. You are learning as I am learning. Bumblekiss Pennsylvanicus? Can we just call it a Pennsylvania bumblebee? And what happens when it goes to Maryland? Is it still Pennsylvanian? If we can, you know, a life cycle, a year. I'm flabbergasted, man. I had no idea a bumblebee could live for a year. I didn't know any bugs could live for more than like 24 hours. I thought they all died like instantly. Wow. Maybe I'm just thinking of like flies, gnats. What's up with them? Why do they exist? Why do gnats exist? What a ruthless creature. They fly in packs. When I'm out running and I unknowingly run into a cloud of gnats or whatever the fuck they are and they get in my eyes and they get in my mouth, it is absolutely disgusting. It is terrible. And I come back home and I have dead bugs on my face and I don't even know that I'm running around with all these dead bugs on my face except for the ones that are in my eyes and mouth and nose. And uh, they're awful. We should make them extinct. What kind of global warming... Uh, pollution do we got to do to get rid of clouds of gnats? I'm in. Let's fucking do it, baby. Uh, bumblebees, a year. Wow. We got to give them some type of award. I, I, am, I, am, I am thoroughly impressed by this. And, I, you know, this is coming from Alexa, who uh, is, is of the lesser uh, artificial intelligence in our house. We really do prefer Google and uh, use Google, Lord Google, in most of the house. But... You know, Alexa's right here, and that's what she says, so that's what, that's what it is. A bumble, bumble kiss, Pennsylvania kiss. One entire year. Anyway, this is not an insect podcast or about bumblebees. This podcast is about the band Body Snatcher, and their drummer Chris jumped on to talk to me about their uh, their new album, Bleed Oblied, out on Monarch Heavy right now. They are currently out on tour with Dying Fetus, uh, Chelsea Grin, Frozen Soul, and Undeath. Which is a great combination of death metal and deathcore. So please go check that out if you haven't yet. 
if it's coming to your town. But first, let's listen to a track from that album. How about we do one of the singles? It was called Flatline. And then uh, get into my conversation with Chris. saw you doing a lot of these things lately well not maybe lately but you've done this a lot and uh, i know we're mostly going to be talking about your uh, new record bleed abide which just came out but i think real simple and real easy just right up front is there anything you want to talk about that you have felt like you haven't been able to talk about with regarding body snatcher in general so something i'd like to talk about about the album that hasn't really been talked about is that what you're saying 
or anything, just anything. You seem to do a lot of these things. So is there? I'm sure you're yeah, saying the, past, the same the past thing. Couple weeks have been crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's not really like saying the same thing. It's all stuff that that I feel is important. So I feel like the more the more outlets, the better. You know? Yeah. But basically, this this album is the first album with this lineup that we really got to like we really knew each other you know what i mean like the yeah. la- the last album we put out was the first stuff that we wrote together and so this album we all know what what we're all capable of and we all had a lot more time to write together because of covid yeah and so i just feel as a whole this album is exactly what we wanted the band to sound like and not just musically wise because you know, we always want to be heavy. We're not going to be a band that gets progressively less heavy over time. We're always going to try to become more and more heavy. And um, so, you know, that was something that we worked towards. But also, lyrical content, you know, a lot of the bands in the, in the, in the deathcore, I guess, genre, they write lyrics about stuff that isn't real. You know what I mean? Like, they write, they write yeah. made, made, made up stories about monsters and shit that doesn't make any sense. You know, so... We we definitely try and hold on to what we believe was the true form of the genre, and that was hardcore bands starting to add metal in. You know what I mean, and starting to add death metal in. Yeah. And so, in our opinion, bands should be keeping that hardcore aspect, or else it's not deathcore. You know. So so we're trying to keep the hardcore side of thing musically as well the deathcore side as well the death metal side but also lyrical content is all stuff that is personal experiences that we've been through in life because i feel like if you write things that are hard for you to talk about more people are going to actually relate to it so more people are going to keep coming back to listen to it yeah and uh, i totally agree with a lot of what you said there then the i mean i was going to point that out about how your the lyrics on this seem much more personal compared to, like you said, the other deathcore type stuff. And I'm not totally well versed on deathcore, but I am very well yeah. so, very much so on hardcore and uh, very yeah. much so yeah, on, on metal. And I, well, I, I want to say I know that you are because I was looking at your personal uh, your Spotify playlist, and I was like, all right, this guy he got some stuff. On, yeah, the the, the terror. I don't the, remember what I put on. My I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's like stuff that I was like it was like primetime stuff. In the early 2000s. Uh, yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. Terror, Hatebreed, uh, Until Walls the End. Jericho. Yeah, Walls of Jericho. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like, all right, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's my era too. So, um, but I do, but one thing, and it's funny you mentioned the the, the lyrics too, because uh, one thing I noticed is that uh, you guys kind of talk a lot of shit <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And I think uh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know people fucking suck you know and, and they piss you off you know we have a lot of songs that are that are definitely more emotional and more sad but then we also have songs that are things that have that have pissed us off you know but that's why so everyone in our band writes lyrics um it's not just our lead singer so all of us write lyrics and once we have all the songs written we all kind of like compile all of our lyrics and we kind of see like what the song feels like lyrically and how it's going to fit to one of the songs musically and then we pick so we don't write the lyrics to a specific song we all just continuously write lyrics throughout time you know what i mean yeah yeah. and then and then we pick what song we feel like those lyrics would feel best with 
That's interesting. I didn't know you guys all wrote the lyrics, but that's cool. And I like that. Yeah. That way you could, you could, if you really, I mean, you could literally put some words in uh, Kyle Medina's mouth if you want to. And uh, you can get, you can get him, get him in some trouble. That'd be fun. You should try it. Yeah. Maybe not while on tour, but, uh, but you should try it. Um, you're, you're, uh, you, like you mentioned you're going out on a tour with Dying Fetus as the headliner. Dying Fetus, uh, and one of the things that I love that they did was cover Baltimore's Next Step Up. They did Bringing Back the Glory uh, way back when, which is a great hardcore song. If See, and that's what all of, I mean, for all of us, this is so huge because Dying Fetus is like one of those bands, in all of our opinions, that has one stayed so true to what they've been their whole career they've they've never they've never done something that that wasn't dying fetus yeah you know what i mean and and the fact that they're such a big death metal band but you know they all like hardcore is the coolest thing to us <laughs> because that's 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 what we like you know what i mean it's like and with them being a band with so much more credibility than us and like they're you know they're older and stuff it's just i don't know it's 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 really badass to go on tour with them what is there still the the stigma of deathcore out in the death metal community like i i'm i'm a little too far uh, out of it 100 percent. yeah so 100%. how does how does this tour Everyone go is, uh, what, what was that how's this tour like there's it's it's you and chelsea grin and uh well frozen soul and Somebody else's opening Undeath. is really good. On death, yeah. So those are like yeah. th- that, that's that's a I mean that's a great combination of bands. But you got two that are very specifically probably labeled deathcore at some point. Yeah. And so, how how do you expect that to go over? Um, I mean, I'm not. I, I honestly don't really know. I'm stoked about it because I I love every band that's on the tour. Like Undeath and Frozen Soul are like the two upcoming death metal bands that are that are real death metal. You know what I mean? Like they're fucking killing it right yeah. now in the death metal world. And there hasn't been bands come out in, in years that are like true to like old death metal. And I think they're killing it. So I'm 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 fucking hyped. Um, but everyone is afraid. It, like it, it, if you're a hardcore band that has like quote unquote deathcore elements, everyone's so afraid of being called deathcore. And that's yeah. <laughs> you know that's just because of the fact that you know when deathcore first started, when that first name came out, like. It was pretty cool at the time, mm-hmm. you know, but then bands started coming along and, and they did take the hardcore side out of the genre and they started adding things in that, that, that weren't really true to, to what it was. You know what I mean? They started adding weird lyrics and weird vocal sounds that are just comical in my opinion. With the pig squeals and, and shit, all that stuff. It's like not even just that, but like 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 the tunnel throat vocals and like the zombie noises and stuff like that. It's just it's comical. It's not that's not real. You know what I mean? Like they, that doesn't mean anything. Um so it's just like that's why people are afraid of being called deathcore because they don't want to be put in a a circle with, with those types of bands or like that the, that type of crowd, I guess. <laughs> but in my opinion I don't give a shit. You can call us deathcore because I fucking love hardcore and I love death metal <laughs> and I'm going to write music that portrays both of those. Have you ever gotten into a fight over deathcore? No. No? Come on. No. I've, Has... I've, I've never been like a physical altercation of, yeah. over it. No. Yeah. No. That's, 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 I mean, it's I've kind of... I've been in fights at shows. You know what I mean? Like, when's, but, like... when's the last time you got in a fight? Holy crap. I don't know, man. 
that's been a very long time. That's good because you're it's probably in your thirties, so it should be a long time. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my thirties. Yeah, uh, I mean, I got jumped a while back, like 2015. I got jumped. I like I moshed at a show because you know I grew up in the hardcore scene. I went to shows because it was scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I went to shows because when I was fucking 14, like one of my first shows ever was like with Honor and where Free and Weapons me and, and you know what I mean? It was like yeah. those shows were scary back then and that was why i was in the scene because of that anxiety and and adrenaline rush that you got because you knew that you could be seriously hurt and and i was drawn to that massively so i mean i like i like the rough side of the scene you know what i mean i don't and you know i i, I get that some people you know they they want it to be safe like whatever i don't know it's it's cool you can think that but i don't know i went to shows because i was scared and i liked that so, you know, I've definitely been in fights a long time ago because I was moshing at a show or something and somebody didn't agree with it. But, you know, I've never I've never started a fight because of it. No. Yeah, that's uh, it's a it's a uh, double edged sword. And um, but, you know, it's right. It's a rite of passage. Like, yeah, I've, I've also been like like the Cannibal Corpse 25 anniversary tour and I didn't mosh and I fucking headbanged with every person there because it was fucking fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, you read the room. That's all it yeah, takes. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Just read the room, you know? So, you know, I'm sure on this tour that, there, you know, there might be a couple discrepancies, but honestly, I feel like a lot of the people that are that see our name on the flyer that have never heard us before, like they automatically are going to think that we're a certain type of way. But I mean, we have slams. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, yeah. if you like, if you like the heavy parts and dying fetus, you're gonna like our band live. Yeah, yeah. There's a a, a while ago. I remember um, Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse coming out saying something, saying something in support of like suicide silence, saying, "Oh, you yeah. know, if you don't think this is a death metal band, like what what the fuck do you think death metal is?" And yeah, that was a big deal back then because that was a band that was coming up that people were like, "Well, they're not," uh, you know official or whatever the fuck the whatever the complaint was it's mainly like it's mainly like i guess like i don't know i guess i'm kind of an old head now but back then i wasn't you know (laughs) but uh but but it's like it's mainly like old heads not not wanting to accept newer times you know what i mean but i've always tried to 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 merge with the times in a sense and like like be understanding you know what i mean like so Mm -hmm. like I, I enjoy heavy music and I enjoy all sides of heavy music. Like one of my favorite bands ever is a day to remember, but also one of my favorite bands ever is a breed. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, and also cannibal corpse, you know? So it's like, I just enjoy heavy music and I'm, I'm a producer as well. So if something is good music, it's going to get caught in your head and if you say that it doesn't and you say that you don't like it, it's just you being close-minded and saying you don't like it just because of the fact, you know? Yeah, I agree. And that's why what I, with what I do here, I have on, it's basically just heavy music, right? It's extreme music from, from, from punk rock to heavy metal to black metal. Like it's just all the shit that I like yep. all, all the time. And yeah. I don't, I don't care where the genre, I don't care yep. what it falls that's, in. That's, that's so awesome. That's so sick. I wish, I wish that there was more people that were like that, you know? But, you know, there is a lot of closed-mindedness in every side of the scene, but there are still people that really enjoy all sides of it. I agree. Well, what you mentioned, like, you liked heavy music, obviously, right? But what do you, okay. what do you find you actually listen to the most? Oh, man. 
honestly, I still like like last week I was listening to Women and Children Die First, Remembering Never for like a week straight. <laughs> <laughs> like the album is so good to me. Um fuck. I still listen to Walls of Jericho all the time. So you're just know, you're dedicated I, to the to Trust Kill and Ferret Records still. Dude, I love the Trust Kill stuff. I love the eulogy stuff. Because I grew up in Florida and eulogy like you know what I mean? Eulogy like, was king, yeah. Yeah, and Ma- they did Magic Fest in Florida every year, and it was like every single band. I remember Magic Fest 2004 was like, I mean, every band you could possibly ever think of. It, it was so fucking <laughs> sick. I used to get but, excited when yeah. they would they would put uh, five dollars CD sales on their website, and I would load yeah. up and I would buy all, even all the all the stuff that sucks. Maybe it sucks. I don't know. I haven't listened to it for a while. Like Bird of Ill Omen and Red Roses for a Blue Lady. And like the Dude, the, the early, <laughs> I don't even remember what it yeah, sounds like, but it, you know it, it might be kind of rough now. But, but it, I, I had the merch. I mean, I liked it. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. That was like the first shows that were like. I mean, so in like 2002, like if you went to a Poison the Well show, it was packed to the brim. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and even local shows back then, like all the bands were. I don't know if just bands tried harder people were better musicians for sure there was a big there's a big uh i don't know i'd say like 2015 2016 like a big wave of 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 down tempo started and everyone called body snatcher a down tempo band because like there was like a first ep that that uh that none of our members were on but it, it was pretty down tempo that was like the first stuff i essentially put out so people kind of wrote the band off and never listened to us again um when someone says down tempo do they just mean slow it's like like i don't know bands that, like when they came out around then like like when black tongue first come out it, well, black tongue is so good uh i think that band's great but a lot of bands took that it's just very 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 slow breakdown music basically gotcha so they took like what Black Tongue was doing in a very smart way, and they didn't understand what they were doing. And a lot of bands just started writing breakdowns that went and went in the slower breakdowns, but there was no thought process behind it. And it was so easy to make that I feel like a lot of bands or a lot of like younger kids really started to gravitate towards that because they could write it, and it it really put a damper on like where the musicians of the scene went for a while mm-hmm. and i feel i feel like i feel like songwriting is like starting to come back again in a creative way and it's really cool especially with bands like undeath i think undeath is really awesome yeah i just listened to that that record for the first time today while sitting at my cubicle at work <laughs> yeah because they have, you know they have parts it's not just four four riffs you know what i mean they're yeah. doing like stuff that are like that are like five bars or something and it's and it's it's cool because you, you know and a lot of bands don't do that nowadays and death metal did that for so long and and yeah i don't know well, there seems to be um, some creativity in uh, songwriting uh, adeptness. I don't know, adeptness isn't the word I'm looking for, but you guys are writing decent songs. At, at Body Snatcher on Bleed by like it's not just it's not just brutal part, brutal part, whatever, whatever the fuck you know the genre is. Um, I don't want to say accused of being um, yeah. like, and and I think it's it's a lot faster. Than I was expecting going in, maybe thinking I knew what this record would be, and it's uh, it's just more dynamic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Is that something that you feel is different on this one from the other? Yeah, I def- this album's definitely faster. We definitely, you know, incorporated more of 
our enjoyment of hardcore and metalcore into mm-hmm. this. And, but we also tried to stay true to like what those original deathcore bands were doing, you know, because that's, we all really like that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think it's success. What is bleed? What is the title bleed abide? Was it? Basically, there's a lot of songs on the record that start out that are like talking about something that is tragic in your life. But by the end of the song, it's basically saying that there's a way to come out of that and to, you know, find, find the good and bad scenarios basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, so basically we just wanted to say, you know, bleed and then abide, like basically you just suffer and overcome. I should have just looked up the word abide, you know, I should just, <laughs> I should just realize no, I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, but, <laughs> uh, dictionary is my friend, but, uh, but, um, so do you guys, do you, do you find that you, you, especially being a producer listen to your own music do you listen to body snatcher um i mean i definitely analyze it so I'm no i mean yeah i mean outside it. of that um i mean i have this week you know just because the record came out i'll like mm-hmm. put it on and listen through the whole record and just like you know see how it makes me feel you know and so yeah i guess i do i i i would say that my band is i i enjoy it a lot for sure that's good. I like when people are actually honest and say they listen to it. I don't believe anybody who says they don't listen to their band and says they don't well, like I it. Well, we wouldn't be playing the music if we didn't like it. Right, you know? so exactly. Like, when we listen to it back, like, dude, we, like, a breakdown can be so simple. Anybody can learn how to play that breakdown. Right. But to go into it a certain way and have a transition that goes into it that makes your face make a stank face is not an easy thing to do. Anybody can write a breakdown. Not everybody can deliver it correctly. And it's, 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 uh, I don't know. And now I, I really enjoyed that little tiny part, that transition writing process into a heavy part. What, speaking of uh, cool parts that make you make a face, what is the, what is happening? How, how, what is making the record scratching, sound in the beginning of the record oh, is it is that the first or second song do you know what uh, i'm talking that's about just, uh, that's that's literally just uh his fret hand going back and forth on his on his strings on the on the fret side of the strings oh wow <laughs> yeah, i figured yeah it sounds and great holding it and just, and just slightly grazing over the strings back and forth on the on the, on the fret it gave me some new metal vibes and i'm and i was and i was happy about it yeah like, um, in, a, in a good way um the what's what's feedback been like because the record's been out now for like a half a week how's how's it going it has been insane like we've never had this much positive feedback and you know i've been i've been in bands and touring for you know this very very more than you know most kids have been alive right now that are in the scene but um but out out of anything i've ever been a part of this has been the most well-taken release of my life, which is really crazy. Um, I've had people reach out to me that I toured with 15 years ago that are, that are like, dude, this is so sick, you know, and like just that right there makes me feel so good. I'd imagine. And, uh, rightfully so, but especially for you being that you produced the album too, right? Yeah. Yeah. How did how did that get? Well, actually, I'd rather ask how does that go over with the rest of the band? How does how does you in the quote unquote producer's chair, you know the the well, how does that work? Me, I, well, me and my guitar player are the primary songwriters. 
so he does a lot of the producing as well but he will basically write songs like and and he can record himself at his house so he, he'll send me logic projects and then i'll go through and i'll rewrite drum parts or like redo a transition or something and send it back to him and then he'll he'll redo something and send it back to me and then once we all get to a point where we're like oh this is sick then we all kind of get together and we make little changes as well so i guess the producing side is kind of a whole band ordeal um it's just you know the fact that i also do it for a living definitely it gives us a little bit of an advantage i guess mm-hmm. but uh, because we can spend so much you know we can spend so much time on it um but yeah, I mean, our bass player also is a really good guitar player. So like, he's written tons of like the beginning riff of Wired for Destruction. He wrote, oh no, the uh, the middle riff of Wired for Destruction is like the triplet thing with the with the blast beat. He wrote that whole riff. So I don't know. Yeah, everybody everybody writes stuff. It's sick. So you're all basically open to each other's criticisms too. And you know, oh yeah, and, we're yeah. all yeah. yeah we're all very open because I mean everyone in the band. Be, like our, our singer this is the only band he's ever been in he's, he's the youngest member um but so i i produced the band's first full length before i was in the band the, the, mm-hmm. the full length of death of me and then they did their first tour as a signed band and a bunch of the members quit and i hadn't toured for like four or five years at the time i was just doing the studio and he was a huge fan of my old band and i was like yo i really like this uh i'll play drums and he was like what and then we found my old friend that I had toured with who was in, uh, his band was on the same record label as my old band and he's our bass player now. So he's been writing music in the genre for just as long as I have. And our guitar player was also in a, in a deathcore band from Florida for a long time. And so like we all kind of knew each other and then I was like, shit, everybody's name is Kyle. And <laughs> 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 that was just like a, so we're, as soon as that happened, we got all the members we were like, fuck. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that. I was going to try and get through this without mentioning that they're all Kyle's and you're not because I feel like it <laughs> yeah. probably comes up a lot. But uh, it comes up a lot. And yeah, then I was, my last name. yeah, when I was like, maybe, maybe we, we could do something with your name and you could just like become Chris Kyle. And then I realized that's that weirdo sniper guy. Oh yeah. Uh, so I was like, man, that doesn't, <laughs> that it doesn't funny. work. Like it's, it doesn't work for you, but you, you seem to have, um, seem to be in the, the dad, the band dad role. Are you, or I guess, I guess in your case, it'd kind of be the, uh, band stepdad role <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm definitely i'm definitely the dad now you know i'm, I'm the i'm the main point of contact for, <laughs> for the band you know what i mean like like for like our managers and stuff like that um but i mean it's nothing like i mean any of the guys could do it it's just i've i've just been doing it for so long and i and i was that person in my other my old band so you know it's just uh I don't know. I'm just used to it, you know. Yeah, well, I've heard you mention before that you do all the, you do most of the driving. It seems like you do yeah. the producing, you do the songwriting, you're doing the interviews. Uh, what the hell, man? What these Kyle's? Well, I mean, these Kyle's got it easy. No, we, we all we all split up the interviews very, very <laughs> oh, evenly. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, good. Good. Except uh, for today, I did both of them today. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, on, on everything else, like the past two weeks, we've we've all split it up very evenly. Do they at least help you carry your drums in? Oh yeah, no, they're great about helping helping with loading and stuff like that. Everyone in the band loads; it's really awesome, honestly. So 
I mean, I toured, I was in that band King Conquer for a long time. Yes. And, and I was like with my brother and some of my, actually my guitar players in a band that's playing with us tonight here in South Carolina. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, that, that band was, it was awesome. It was fun. But this band is by far the easiest band I've ever been in as far as touring. Like touring is not even slightly a chore for us. It is, we, we are so locked in. It's just like, we all we all sleep better in the van than we do at home <laughs> we're just like i don't know it's just like everyone in this band was built for this band and it's 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 easy i don't know i can't i can't i can't stress like how, how little amount of stress we have while we're on tour compared to other bands that we're normally out with it's just it's really nice we none of us really argue and everyone's always helping everyone if anyone has an issue everyone talks about it and i don't know it's just a, it's a really it's a really good group that we have it sounds like a very mature situation for a deathcore band for or any yeah, kind of band yeah, sure. any kind of band yeah, really we, we, we are we are very responsible none of us uh I mean, our lead singer is straight edge, but none of us really drink on tour. Like, some of us will have a beer here and there, you know what I mean? But, like, none of us party. We sleep in our van every single night. We make sure that nothing could ever get stolen. We don't, you know, even if it's, like, a, a best friend of ours, we normally won't stay at somebody's house just because we try and be as responsible as possible because this is our entire life in this van, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and if everything got stolen, we'd be fucked because none of us uh, are uh, rich by any means. <laughs> that's that's interesting. You don't you don't even swap people out. You don't have a rotation. You just all do it. Yep. That's 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 cool. I never heard of that before. I never heard of uh, a band all doing that. So I'm impressed. Um, you've mentioned a couple times you're from Florida. What yep. what is the stereotype about Florida that gets under your skin? I mean, people always say like that, that like the Florida man shit. I guess, yeah. but like, I don't know. That's just because they don't live in Florida. Florida fucking rocks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard good things. I was talking to a yeah. friend of mine who moved down there from Baltimore recently, and he was he's very happy with it. Um, yeah, it's sick. It's, I don't know. Everything's just. Uh, it's not like I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, it's so it's so like vacationy, but like. Just because like there's a beach everywhere doesn't mean it's vacationing. I don't know, it, but also no one that lives in Florida goes to the beach all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, the, the the novelty is gone. It's like, look, I grew up in landlocked Pennsylvania, well, kind of landlocked Pennsylvania, and uh, we had a pool in my backyard. And now I don't really care about pools, you know. So it's yeah, like you, yeah. it's just, but it's a natural one. Um, you yeah. Know. <laughs> all right, so so Bleed Abide just came out on Monarch Heavy. Uh, you're playing some shows right now on your way to tour with dying fetus chelsea grin undeath and frozen soul is there anything coming after that that you could talk about or is it, or is the future wide uh, open we have another tour that's going to be announced soon that i can't say uh we have a festival that's going to be announced soon that i can't say that one will be announced in like a week or so um we have a lot of overseas stuff that's not announced yet but then we also have like a full Europe tour with Carnifex and Chelsea Grand that is announced right now um, that's in November December but we have lots of tours before we hit November December that are going to be announced very well Chris thank you for taking the time to talk to me alright thank you man yep see ya.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Chris. And the song you just heard from Body Snatcher, of course, was EDA off of Bleed Abide, out now on Monarch Heavy. Have you gone to gettingitout.net yet? Have you checked it out? You can get all the information from this episode and all the artists featured on it right there. Also, while you're there, you can check out some news and reviews of uh, pertinent information if you like heavy music. And I think you do or you wouldn't be listening to this right now. If you yourself are in a band and you want to have a band page on gettingitout.net, well, chances are you probably already do, as I've already entered 950-plus band pages on my own. Uh, But, yeah, hey, there's a good chance I don't have you on there either. So you can just reach out, dan at gettingitout.net. Send me your music. We'll play it on the podcast. Send me your information. We'll get you a band page set up on the site. That makes it real easy to post news, reviews, uh, video clips, whatever. Promote your band on gettingitout.net. I want to help you get the word out. I want to, I want you to help me get the word out about the website as well. So please, if you have a band page up there, share it. If you just like the site and you like looking at it, share it. If you like reading the news, share it. If you like anything about it, if you like the colors, share it. All right? Tell people. This is where I'm going to get my information. Here's a little bit more information for you. I'm going to end this show with a song from Prehuman Vaults. It's called Whirlwind Reaper. It's off of their new EP, Allegiance Divine. It comes out June 10th on Discouraged Records. It's some Swedish fellas, some American fellas, some guys who are in Meshuggah, some guys who are in Scar Symmetry, some guys who are in Solution 45, some guys who are in uh, Torchbearer. You know, it's one of those things. It's uh, Some people might call it a super group. I wouldn't, but I think it's a super group. You understand? Alright, so here, I'm going to end this with the song, like I said, Whirlwind Reaper. There's a music video, go find that. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and thank you for listening. Come back next week, or later this week, whenever the next episode is. Just come back, alright? Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
hands up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.